Welcome to the Hotel Moment Podcast, presented by Revenate, the podcast where we talk to leaders in the hospitality industry. If you're looking for trends, perspectives, and stories from leaders in travel and hospitality, you're in the right place. Hello and welcome everyone to the Hotel Moment Podcast. I am your host, Karen Stevens, the Chief Revenue Officer of Revenate. On this podcast, we're joined by industry experts to get insights on hospitality specifically. And I am delighted today to have with me Fabricio Tetrio, who is with Oracle Hospitality. Welcome, Fabricio. Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Ah, wonderful. You know, I think a lot of what's going on out there today, we've got a lot of people crystal ball gazing is what I'd like to call it. So there's so much uncertainty going on in the markets and we're not sure what's happening, but at the same time, people are continuing to travel. So I know we've had a lot of conferences lately and I, I want to get into all of that with you. The other reason I'm very excited to have you here is that product management is always my favorite, favorite topic with any company. My favorite expression is the brains are in the building. And I think it's so great when we get to talk to people whose core responsibility is innovation and making things cooler. So very much looking forward to the conversation with you today. Thank you. So Fabricio, you're based in Madrid, is that right? I'm based in Madrid, exactly, which, as you know, is one of the largest <laughs> tourism destinations in the world, right? Um, Spain and their southern region in, in Europe, right? So, yes, I'm surrounded by tourism all day. <laughs> all day long, yes. It's a beautiful city. I've been there many times. And in fact, um, we were just in Spain. We have a president's club at Revenate where we take our top salespeople. So we were in Ibiza. Hopefully I pronounced that right. We were in Ibiza in uh, June, and it was fantastic to see how many people are back. Hotels were full, flights were full. There's just a wonderful air of like, okay, we're all living our lives out there. So hopefully you're seeing that in Madrid as well. I'm definitely seeing this as well, and actually seeing it from many directions, right? From my professional life, and I'm also seeing this from my personal life on many dimensions, right? From friends, from from family, my own family trying to get reunited again after all these years, right? Where many of us could not travel, for example, to, to a different continent or on the business side, absolutely booming. That's the feedback that was we are hitting from the street, right? Yes. And my role also professionally takes me to work with partners and, and with customers worldwide. And we could say overall that that's what we are hitting, what we are seeing, right? Of course, we are in the summer season here in the in the northern hemisphere obviously that's really helpful for us but like i said before also at, at the personal level all what we hear is folks trying to get back to normality uh, traveling wise and that traveling is very very high in the in the list of priorities right isn't that great and I, de I, definitely, <laughs> I definitely support this <laughs> this statement Right, that's fantastic. So you're living in Madrid, but you're actually from Argentina. So you're originally from from the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, yeah. So have you been able to go see your friends and family have come back over from Argentina? I've been able to go back very quickly at the beginning of this year. Oracle has a great uh, remote work policy too. It's very flexible on on the things, and I was able to get back and spend some time with my parents. And hopefully by the end of this year, I will be able to, to take back my entire family there. I have two daughters. They are really looking forward to see their, their grandparents after three years. So quite quite emotional, right? Ah. And of course, also spend some time traveling, which is like I say, what we all love, right? So definitely looking forward to that too. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we're really lucky to be operating in this industry because, you know, I think a lot of people love to travel. We love it. But to be able to have that be part of your core job as well is pretty cool. Absolutely. Well, I want to get into some really juicy topics, but before we do that, I actually have five personal questions for you just to kind of warm us up here. All right. Don't worry. You're going to know the answers. They're totally easy. So the first question for you is when did you start working in the industry and do you remember your first day on the job? Absolutely. I definitely remember (laughs) my my first day on on that job. I joined the industry, the hospitality. I, I consider myself a person that falls within the umbrella of tourism. And I think hospitality is within that umbrella, same as uh, transportation. And actually, I began my career in hospitality with, uh, I was very young, 18 years old, and I started working as a professional bartender. I actually uh, spent like seven, eight years doing that role, among other roles in parallel. (laughs) And and I definitely remember my, my first days. It was an amazing job, probably I still think it was probably the most <laughs> exciting and, and the job and role that, that I most enjoyed. So definitely I remember that one. I also remember my first day in hospitality tech that happened many years after. <laughs> okay. And where was the first job in hospitality tech? My first job in hospitality tech was about eight years later from, from that moment. And I joined, I had the opportunity to join what was Micros at that time in Ireland to work in the regional support center there, which was my, my first job in hospitality tech. I'm, I'm also very proud of that too. Yes, that's fantastic. Very cool. Okay, next question. What was the most uplifting moment so far in your career? So you've done a lot, seen a lot. What Can you think of one moment that was really impactful and uplifting? I have asked myself this question many times, and I'm very grateful of the career that I have already enjoyed. I've been around 20 years now in hospitality tech and a bit more <laughs> in hospitality <laughs> in general. And to be honest, I'm working with the customers that we are so lucky to serve in a company like Oracle Hospitality for me has always been like a dream. <laughs> so yeah. since day one until this day. So I have so many moments where I felt we are at the pinnacle here with the customer, with working, for example, at universities, having the opportunity to teach, to show our technology, our our industry knowledge at events. I have also the pleasure at, at several times to work with companies like, like Apple, like Samsung, collaborate with, with companies like this. I mean, not now, many years ago, when <laughs> I think this felt even uh, more exciting <laughs> than, than now. And then also, of course, working for an organization like, like Oracle is very challenging, but I really cannot go to one only because it's so many success stories that we have, right? Um, right. Um, and I and I have, was lucky to take part on some of those. Ah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great industry and that's wonderful. There's so many, it's hard to pick even one. So that's great. Okay, this time I'm going to make you pick one. All right. So this is what is the most striking experience so far? So this could be a food, you know, experience at a restaurant, one of your stays, a holiday, a travel experience. So what is kind of your personal like, wow, that if I could do that again, that would be amazing. That's also tricky. I have so it's many. Very again, that I, that I, but, but, but a few times um, I cannot remember exactly now the situation, but it happened to me two, three times traveling because we have again this lack of having the to have work to live to to also for professional tasks to have visited so many countries and and a few times it happened to me that it really could see that statement that famous quote that the world is so small and it happened to me being you know a completely different country in a completely different place and having uh, 
found something physical or, or a connection with a person that they told me exactly the same thing that maybe somebody else was doing on, on, on the other side of the world. This happened to me two or three times, and not technology related. It is true that this is such a small place and that <laughs> some, some way or whatever, we are, we are all connected. I, I had yes. this two or three times and, and that really struck me. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. We are all connected. I love it. Okay, and have you met any celebrities while you were in the trenches working in hospitality? Any celebrities? So they asked me to bring some some real life stories, and for this one, I have one that only happened a few minutes ago, literally. So I think it's a, it's a nice story. I was preparing a blog. We we are writing a blog on some data management, some some content, and as part of this blog, I remember that one of the things that I have had the pleasure to do is a lot of times uh, is data migration. This goes into technology, sorry. But as part of that data migration, that involves migrating people's data, people's, you know, information at the properties, right? So right. even though I have seen a few times celebrities, the one I remember the most is migrating the data of celebrities. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. And, um, um, and seeing, seeing across my eyes data flowing from one side to the other and seeing presidents, seeing world leaders, Nobel Prize winners. So I was handling that data, I, I feel very, you know, <laughs> um, it was very valuable data that the customers trusted that we would put from one place to another. So I definitely feel that I was part of the story of, of these people one way or, or, or the other. That's right. I mean, the core of any technology company is obviously data privacy, security. And so that's good to know. You're like making sure it goes from one to the other and it's protected. And it is pretty striking because these are real people that really travel and stay in the hotels. So very cool. Absolutely. All right. So last question. Are there any women at work that you've been very inspired by? So we always like to call out some females in the industry. Can you think of anybody in your time I, that you really struck you? This one is, is not going to be a problem at all. <laughs> actually, my wife, and this might sound biased, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but actually, my wife and myself, we had pretty much joined almost our entire career in hospitality tech. And she also works today for, for Oracle in a different role. She has same professional experience, you could say. We have the same seniority level, if you want, the same, more or less the same roles, but in different areas. And I'm very proud that she managed to do all this with also all what it brings to be a mother, a full-time mother. And, wow. and so definitely, definitely I'm picking up her. All right. And what's your wife's name? It's Leila. Layla, there you go. We're going to give Layla a shout out. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you for that. I love to, it's great to get to know a little bit more about you and fantastic. So let's get on to the topic at hand. So we want to talk a little bit today about innovation and, you know, what we're seeing out there in the market. So I think I'd like to start kind of broad. So I know that you attended recently high tech in Dubai. First, I want to talk about, you know, I think what we saw in Dubai, certainly during the lockdown, just because so much of their business is from other markets, it's very international. How is it going in Dubai? And, and what did you glean from high tech? What was the kind of the mood and what did you see out there? I took a few learnings out of this, uh, out of this show. Um, again, due to projects and to my work here at Oracle, I have had to visit uh, Dubai multiple times before for customer meetings and for shows and events over the years. But obviously, th this time was special. I think it was special for customers, for, for the partners, for the industry in general, because we are still under that small umbrella of reopening. You now reopening, and in this case, it was the first show 
after the, the this break that we had. So first of all, it, it will probably take a little bit of time for everything to get back to normal, right? On the other side, I have a, a little bit of a bittersweet opinion of what I saw or wh where things are going, because you could see that something that, that is an important outcome here, you could see that there's customers, hoteliers, and, and also industry players that took these two years to move faster, to win back time. <laughs> and then you see other companies that probably lost two years. And that's, this has an impact on innovation. So I could see a little bit of that discrepancy. And I think the customers were realizing this, uh, that there were companies that perhaps were speaking about innovation and were more or less presenting the same that they were doing three years ago. And then you will see the few ones that actually were really now much more ahead of the pack. And I think, again, you can see this from the, from the hotel's side as well. Okay, so are you speaking specifically about technology adoption? So they took the period of time where, because I think you're right, there, there could be two reactions, right? I mean, we've never seen anything like the global pandemic in terms of just literally everything coming to a screeching halt. And I think you could have seen two reactions. One is to just really, you know, reel everything in, cut all spending, close the doors, put your head down, and, and just hope you can get to the other side. Um, and I think what you're referring to is another approach, which is you take that opportunity to figure out, okay, where can we think differently, right? <laughs> where, where can we use technology to go farther faster so that, you know, we will come out of this, there will be a recovery, and, and we want to be the early adopters, the, the front of the pack. Is that, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is that what you're referring uh, it's, to? It's 100%. I call this myself, I I don't know if this is a is an actual expression, but I, there's a very common call uh, Paralysis by analysis. I think this is like yeah. paralysis by crisis, right? Ah, <laughs> and, and, that's a new one. <laughs> and, and I think it's relatively, relatively normal. And also, it's not a, an absolute a yes or no situation. It's more of a these changes within time, and and maybe there's companies, organizations that were perhaps more paralyzed at the beginning than maybe by end of 2020 or by 2021. And then, of course, you have the the ones that are coming very, very late to the party <laughs> at yeah. all levels, right? And that, I think, is where nobody should be in, in that position, right? I'm speaking from, from the technology offering, but also from, from the technology adopters that are the, the hotels, right? Well, it's, it's something to really think about because, you know, we are coming up into budget season now and, and we're still facing a lot of uncertainty, like, like we talked about. We're in, definitely in a better place because it's clear that, I mean, you know, we saw this coming out of the hotel data conference that just happened in Nashville, even though the indicators, and that's mostly focused on the U.S., so bear with me on that. But, you know, we've got gas prices up, they're up globally. You know, people are saying, ah, oh, the costs and inflation, but people are still traveling. So at least the backdrop is, you know, that things are looking strong. Maybe it's not going to be as severe as we thought. But the point is, you don't ever really know what's coming. So you you need to make sure that you're spending the time to set yourself up from a technology perspective so that you can scale, you can deal with staff shortages. But in doing that, I wonder what your take is, because obviously at the center of all of this hospitality is the guest experience. I mean, that's, that's why people do what they do, right? It's, it's about the guest and making sure that the experience is great. So when you think about technology, how should hoteliers think about, you know, when they go to adopt something to make sure that they maintain that guest experience? You know, do, do you have, it's kind of a weird way to, to word the question, but I think technology can be a complement, right? And not something that replaces the guest experience. I can share some thoughts. Um, and again, a little bit of my opinion on this. You know, if we, if we look three years uh, backwards, 
I think probably guest experience was the most commonly used word or phrase in our industry. This is my opinion, but I think if we go, you know, we paint one of those graphics that, that brings the, the word cloud. The, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably that's going to confirm that guest experience was uh, the number one. I think personally what, what I saw during the, let's say, the, the, the bad years, the height of the pandemic is that everybody kind of parked a little bit guest experience, right? Because there were higher priorities. It seems to be that the, the things are, are getting back to normal and guest experience is again top of the list, right? Or at least is back to or, or at the same level as the other trends that perhaps occupy that space. You mentioned before shortest labor. We can call this on many ways, but in the end what we are talking is automating, improving processes, simplifying, and look at all what technology can do to improve on cost savings and processes, improvements, etc. And I think the all the other key trend. There's many, of course, but I think the other one that, that will rank very high is where else can I increase my profitability? Where else can I make better business? Where else can, can we bring a new source of income? Right? And I think everybody which has been in the industry for so many years, again, these things are not new. They have always been there. It's just that the, the importance and the which one is higher on the priority list kept changing over time. Right? I totally think, I agree with you, that guest experience should remain at the center and that pretty much everything that we do should have an impact on the guest experience. Actually, this is one of the first questions I normally ask <laughs> or I wish I would be asked every time we are advising someone, partners, when we are talking about innovation with, with our technology partners, is, is what we're doing having an impact on the, on the guest experience? You know, even if it is a field on a CRM, <laughs> whatever it is, right. it needs to have an impact on, on the guest experience. And then, if not, at least let's check the other pillars, as we mentioned before. Can this bring some extra revenue? Can this right. automate the process? And there are other trends too, but definitely that's a good way, in my opinion, to, to measure that the technology has a real impact on that guest experience. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, you know, because data for data's sake, there's a ton of data out there. There's no question about that. It's being able to organize that data and then being able to use that and having a great guest experience and making that profitable for the hotel can go hand in hand if you're doing it right, right? So um, That's a perfect combination. Which, I think that's what, uh, yeah. and again, and the hoteliers should aim for that. And we, the providers should, should work yeah. toward that objective, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, the more that you can personalize at every point, at every touch point, right? Inbound when you're presenting offers on a website to win the guest books all the way down through to the hotel stay. So, wow, that's that's really key. I wanted to talk a little bit about a little Oracle information. So, OHIP, you know, I should tell everybody, Revenate has a number of customers, mutual customers with Oracle. So we connect into Oracle's PMS a variety of ways. Um, Oxy was traditionally what we did, you know, in the past. And obviously that's because it's real-time availability. It's super secure. We love it. But recently, I guess last year, about was it last year? Maybe a little earlier, we became certified. We're an Oracle, Oracle Gold partner. Um, we became certified on the OHIP interface. So can you just tell everybody what OHIP stands for, what it is, why it's cool? <laughs> Absolutely. It relates back to some of the topics we, we were discussing before, right? Um, and I think for me, again, if there will be only one word <laughs> we should take out of this is, is innovation. Because in the end, I guess experience, all, all we were discussing is driven by innovation. Without innovation, there's no improvement. 
And that's what really puts, in this case, hoteliers and, and we as providers puts different providers in different categories, basically. So OHIP is, in the most simple and non-technical words, is basically an enabler for innovation. It's not a product. I mean, you know, we could talk about APIs, we could talk <laughs> about many things, but, <laughs> but in the end, what OHIP is, is doing is in a very easy, friendly, open, and also within very cost-efficient way, allow to connect the best innovators out there, like Rebinate, which was, by the way, one of the first companies to join when we opened this quest to the industry to reinvent all these EMS connections. And on the other side, the companies that are demanding that innovation, right? The, the hoteliers that are waiting for asking us for, for so many things over the years. I mean, again, CRM, we, we could talk about CRMs, we could talk about digital assistants, right? So good example is Oxyox is a great technology. I love it too. <laughs> but technology needs to be ready always for the future, right? right? And OHIP is a technology that today is ready for everything, every trend that can affect our industry today, but most importantly, is future-proof, right? And that's really, that's all. And, and that's why the feedback we are receiving from, from the partner, I, I work primarily with the partner community, with the startups, with the established players out there. And the feedback we have been receiving is, is very positive. We have now about 1,500 developers working with us on the Slack community. I think that's an example of how friendly, open, and, and collaborative this is, including Revinate, as I mentioned before. <laughs> and this keeps growing every day. And in short, that's what OHIP is. I could, I could go a lot into the technical details, but what matters here is that we can enable all that innovation to reach to the hotel literally within days, literally within days, and um, 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 probably within hours, <laughs> especially the new trends I mentioned before, digital innovation, sustainability, robotics. This is ready to enable everything. <laughs> That's so cool because obviously the the core of everything we, we keep coming back to data, but you know the heart the heart of a hotel is the information stored in the property management system. It's everything there. So to be able to put that, you know, to to access OHIP and then make that available, we keep saying Oxy, and we love we love Oxy again. I mean, you know, it's it's the gold standard in terms of security, connectivity, real-time availability, but you used to have to go connection by connection and it was cost prohibitive for a lot of hotels. You know, if they want to test and try something, first you got to get an Oxy connected. So we all know the story there. Um, so it was really great to see this innovation come out of Oracle so that hoteliers are, are able to, as you said, access more system. We don't even know what's going to be out there two years from now, right? So... <laughs> Correct. And especially, I think it's, it's important to take feedback. Now, you mentioned a couple of the, of the drawbacks we took into consideration also when, when, when designing OHIP, that obviously you, you, you I think every, every product company, every software company should do the things, right? Listen, look at the good things from the past, look at also <laughs> the not so good things from the past, and then, of course, reinvent and innovate and come up with, with new ideas. And I think OHIP is a little bit a combination of, of all that, right? Learning from the mistakes, that there's always mistakes. But then on top of that, be very creative, be willing to rock the industry, to, to come up with ideas that will challenge the industry. We know this is always in all these conversations that we are not the fastest industry, hospitality in general, in embracing change. 
And that's why also when you come up with, with revolutionary approach, you also need to fight a little bit at the beginning. But in, in the case of OHIP, it's the, the outcome. It's surprisingly getting to the market much faster even than what we anticipated. And I think partners are happy. We are happy. Customers are happy. And that's the best outcome we can expect now. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. It's it's a win-win across the board. So you mentioned there, you know, talking about innovation and robotics and just curious, like, what are you seeing out there that's really kind of cool for hotels? Uh, you know, like, were you thinking, like, robotics, for example, what have you seen out there? And I'm sure that Dubai was probably a great place for that, just because it's... Actually, they were, they were showcasing, <laughs> there were a lot of robots in the convention center. Actually, they have been there for several years now. Personally, in that trend in particular, what I see and what I saw exactly this year is that you see basically more <laughs> robots on one side, and you also start seeing that the robots are starting to adapt more to the industry. I actually had a few talks with, with most of the providers there. The majority basically are hardware uh, manufacturers. They really don't understand in hospitality. And that, mm. that's a great example, which we have all learned. The CRM is a great example of this, yes. that you, you can take a CRM off the shelf. That's not the same <laughs> as a product like Revenue that is industry uh, focus. Yeah. Um, and I think robots are like five, 10 years. Okay, <laughs> yet, <laughs> With that said, uh, via OHIP, we already have robots. We already have robots yeah. uh, connected and actually ready for production today. Actually, they are already in production with, with customers. So it's one more trend. There was an article today um, in, in one of the recognized publications that we have in our industry, 100 trends for 2022. We, we are all reading this every day, not 20 trends, 50 trends. Well, today I read 100 trends. <laughs> Right. Okay. So now let's try to look at these robots was obviously one of them. Let's now think on this from the, from the view of the hotelier, right? How challenging could that be now when we, the experts are telling them there's 100, 100 options. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. that might be an affect early adopter. You. Uh, here's all the stuff <laughs> you can adopt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this takes me back a little bit to my role during many years at Oracle. I'm, I'm one of the roles I enjoy the most. I think I still do that role in, in a different way. That is being an advisor. I think that's mm -hmm. where hoteliers need good advisors, people that can really help them, not decide for them because they are the owners of, but at least guide them in, for example, out of those 100 trends, which one, because as you know, out of those trends, there's companies trying to sell a solution, trying to position a product. And normally that's a big investment, right? That will be required. And so being an advisor, being a fair advisor, I think it's something also personally, I'm very proud of and still being considered a trustable advisor by, by many of our, of our customers and partners, but definitely something that we all in the industry should aim for. I think Absolutely. That, that's a personal, <laughs> personal opinion. No, no, I think that's true because I, you know, this is such a relationship-based industry. It is about partnership. You know, you hopefully when you're a hotelier, you find vendors that you can trust and have with you for many, many, many years, and they can help you decide who else you're going to bring into the ecosystem, right? <laughs> because, uh, you know, Every vendor has a has an angle and a and a way to think about why you should adopt what. But yeah, with a hundred choices out there, with all of the things coming at them, I think it is important to understand what your end goals are, which should be, as we mentioned, bottom line is profitability. Like, how are you going to drive more revenue from more places and also maximize your share of wallet, right, with the guests that you have, with guest experience. But yeah, I think th I think that's a really good point because we want to encourage everybody to be brave and bold and 
look to innovation, but they also need to know that they have trusted partners that they can soundboard off of, right? For lack of a better word. Correct. <laughs> that Again, this takes me back to, to some of the topics we discussed before. And you mentioned also another word right now that is extremely important, that is trust, no? The companies yeah. that, that you can trust over the years that have an experience that have, at the same time, you always need to be open to, to startups, to innovation. I like to think that we are a startup. I make this statement based on some facts with the partners all the time. And many of them, which are startups, and I say, look, you got a startup, but I'm a startup too. We are a startup right. too at Oracle. But I think um, trust is also extremely important you know, to, to build trust over time and to have a track record. You know, that, that I think helps a lot. And for example, that track record of, of innovation. You no, know? I kept thinking on some of the, co- the questions you asked me before, um, and you asked me about stuff that I, I might been particularly proud of. And I remember, for example, that during the pandemic in 1920, at the very, very height of the pandemic, we put together an innovation event where, again, Revinate participated and around several hundred partners participated. And that that's obviously, I'm happy to showcase that we were able to pull this together as Oracle Hospitality. But for me personally, it's something I was extremely proud of, how the people internally collaborated in trying to drive that innovation, to drive immediately solutions to an industry that, that was in need of that. And that was the same I saw from, from the partner community, the people that was joining a lot of the people that was joining from some of the companies, they were on the temporary layoffs or, or temporary unemployment. And they still, the developers were joining, were coming there to this event to see where they could help come up with contactless, with cashless solutions that could reach the customers uh, immediately. And again, also this builds trust, basically, I think, between the partners and, and the customers that even on the most difficult times, you have been there in, in a way. Yeah, a- absolutely. Well, I think, you know, innovation goes hand in hand with iteration. I think you hit on it before. If you if you have trust there, then you're able to release new products, new services. And it's rarely 100% perfect out of the box because you have to learn, you know, you have to learn what how things work in the real world. And if you have that partnership, then, you know, that customers are able to, take it out of the gates and, and try things. Of course, for early adopters, you got to be brave and you got to get in there. Uh, but if you're working with a trusted partner, a vendor that you trust, then you know, okay, we're in this together and we're going to make it better as we go. And then, you know, you look back three, four years and, oh man, look at what you've built. <laughs> this uh, this could take me in so many directions. What would you just say, Karen? <laughs> uh, one, one first word that gets back to me on all what you say, and, and you say many words that I love, uh, like pioneering, you know, driving change. But one word that, that I love to use a lot, and, and we, we try to think ourselves of, of that, but it's being visionaries, right? I think it, it's a must to be a visionary to do that, right? Of course, there's a risk <laughs> with being a pioneer. There's definitely a risk, but someone needs to be at, at the forefront. And I think companies like, like Revinade, like Oracle Hospitality, we cannot afford not to be, because I think that's what the market expects from us, that we are leading the change. I think that's really, really, I love these topics. Really <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, just as we were talking about, you know, when, when the pandemic came, there's some hoteliers who kind of shrank down and went inside and put their heads down and let's just get through this. And other ones who were like, okay, how do we come out bigger, stronger, better, faster? How do we embrace the change? And I think the same is true for tech companies, right? Like we had an attitude with, with Revenate right out of the gate that we were going to emerge we were going to spend that time innovating because when you're a company that supports only hospitality and hospitality screeches to a halt, you have some 
decisions to make. So that's true. And the other thing I wanted to pick up on was, you know, you are a startup. Oracle Hospitality is obviously a huge company, but if you really want to innovate and you really want to be at the cutting edge, you do have to act like a startup, meaning, you know, your teams have to be agile. They have to be talking to each other. You can't have process you can't be analysis paralysis, as we like to say. <laughs> you have to have that. So it's really great to hear. I can hear in your voice how much you love working in that kind of environment. Well, I was also thinking on again on, on the things you said, and you know maybe leave some tips uh, also based on on our experience yeah. to to the hoteliers that might be listening. You know, we talk about pioneers, and during my early years as as product manager in Microsoft at that time, and still I like to think of myself as someone who always wants to be ahead, that always wants to take the risks, right? But I have to say that over the years, I learned that you need to find the right strategy and the right tactic for, for every moment. No? And I also learned from customers, from chains, that not everybody wants to be a pioneer, for example. A lot of companies would prefer to be what they call a fast follower, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's a big chunk of companies that will just come with a wave, with a big wave. And then there's, again, I think we mentioned it before, there's the group that comes with the, the late to the party, I call it. No? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, I think this is something that I learned, again, during my career here and also from, from customer. I, I will be very pushy when we will have a new solution talking with my, to my friends. I call it friends because I think they are friends, what, what we build with, with customers over the years. And always tell them, hey, do you want to test this? We just released this. Do you want to try it? And some will be on that pioneering box, but not always. And also being on that box, yes, there, there's a risk. You know, There's a benefit of being the first, but there's a risk. But I think for, for the hoteliers there, they should always, especially now with all these trends, with all these new changes, always think where do they want to be. But Avoid at all costs, avoid being late to the party. <laughs> don't that, don't be late to the party. Yeah, <laughs> no. figure out where you are. You can be a fast follower, that's fine. You can be exactly. the wave. Right even, on. even come with a with a big wave, but never <laughs> be late to the party. Don't be late to that's, the party. I love that's it. That's something that, that I try to also apply for for my own. We are all learning and transforming ourselves all the time, in a, especially in a company like, like Oracle. I always try to never be late to the party, also at the personal level. That's right. There's nothing good at the end of the party. All the snacks are gone. Drinks are cold, or they're not cold. They're terribly lukewarm. Well, that's wonderful, Fabrizio. I can't think, that's a great place to leave it. I think that that is uh, wonderful. So top tip, find out where you are in the innovation cycle. Always be innovating, always be brave. I think that that's the other thing I would leave with our hoteliers. You know, you might not be the very first, but... Being the very first has some benefits. I mean, I, I again, I, I had so many examples, real examples from my career. Even some some friends, uh, big big very big customer here in Spain. They, they were or one of the first or the first they announced uh, in accepting uh, Bitcoin, for example, at, at check-in. You don't know if this is a if gonna be a, an industry standard or not, or it could be the first company doing contactless check-in. You know, Microsoft at that time again. We implemented this back in, I think, 2004, 2005. Can you imagine? I mean, most people are still thinking of this. We, we just released yeah, an industry I, report a few weeks ago. This still comes as the top priority in contactless and, and digital experience. But this has been there since, like, there were customers, there were hotels that decided to go contactless or, or self-service back in 2005, 2000. And that can bring also, for example, a, a mediatic impact. And we know that how important uh, is this today, right? This can be measured from, from many ways, from revenue, from, from social media impact, from guest experience. But I really 
uh, we suggest the hoteliers to ask these questions themselves and to take all these little pieces of advice um, when trying to come to a, to a decision. Yes, that's great. And, and good timing. As we said, it's good timing. People are thinking about that now. And even if you can't imagine, I remember, so <laughs> I started my career, well, I won't say the year, but I started a very young startup before the first dot-com crash. So it's been a minute. But at that time, high-speed internet access, hoteliers could not imagine that people would pay for high-speed internet access in a hotel room. It's, they'll use dial-up for free. Because we were trying to sell a portal when you when you launched the high-speed internet access in the hotel room, there was a, a portal with local information. And we had the hardest time convincing people, oh no, people are going to want high-speed. They're not going to want dial-up. And their PBX boxes, the telephone boxes were blowing up. Finally, everybody changed. But now you can't even imagine somebody going on a dial-up. I don't even think it exists. I don't think it's possible. Again, all this resonates with me a lot because, for example, I always call OHIP broadband. I say OHIP is broadband. It's just broadband. You know, is is you you are talking about dial up, but doesn't matter. Tomorrow is yeah. going to be something else. Now everybody's talking about five G. Well, I call it broadband or fiber. It's an enabler, right? Think these things are enablers. I'm referring to OHI, but it could be anything. And the other thing that I really resonate from what you just said is that I also think things like dial up, like broadband, what we are discussing, should be as transparent. All this technology should be a transparent. And I think that there's actually the CEO of uh, CIO of Jumeirah, uh, uh, he's always calling this in every show where, where he speaks in invisible technology. No, I think there's, there's other organizations calling it similar. I think Disney has a similar word. Let's enable as much as we can <laughs> with the broadband, with the lab. But in yeah. the end, these are not the key things. The key things is what's happening and the outcome that, that these things are bringing on the, on the table. Right, and sometimes we get lost. We get lost in in thinking that the dial-up or the broadband or the five G is the big thing. That's just the enabler. That should be invisible. Should be something that is there. But where we need to focus is on the outcome that we yeah. are trying to achieve. You know, a happier guest, and a guest that is spending a little bit more on the stay, a returning guest, a guest that is inviting now his friends, his family. What's the outcome? That we are looking the rest, the broadband, the dial-up, let's keep it as hidden as possible. Yes, Seam- <laughs> seamless for the guests. It shouldn't matter. They should show up and it should just be. Be about the experience in the hotel and the recognition and the, you know, basically that that's where loyalty generates from, right? It's about coming into the hotel and all of that is operating behind the scenes. And you're right. It shouldn't really matter what the enabler is. It's what the outcome is, you know, ultimately. Oh, well, great, Fabricio. Any, any, last, any last words for our listeners before we sign off? I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, things go in so many directions. It's an amazing time to work in hospitality, an amazing time to work in hospitality technology too. But I think hospitality, like we said before, it will remain top priority for, for everyone. It's probably the industry that brings most ha- more happiness to every person in the world. So I hope everybody that is listening is, is as proud as I am to work in, in this industry. And I hope we can we can continue in a recovery phase and have a fantastic end of 2022 and a fantastic 2023 ahead for our entire industry that needs this so much, right? And so many communities out there need tourism to get back. Tourism brings so much value, right? And, and development to the underdeveloped countries. And, and I really hope we can get fully back on track on all these, we from the technology to uh, as much as we can, <laughs> we yeah. and to help on that on that recovery. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, thank you, Fabricio. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Well, thank you, everyone. My guest has been Fabricio, Director of Product Management with Oracle. So Fabricio, if people want to find out more information about Oracle's products and services, including OHEP, where should they go? All of our content is very easily available and and, and can be located online, but literally Google it. But we're going to provide also some links at the end of of the podcast where they can go immediately and find all what they need. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Links in the show notes and don't be late to the party. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Hotel Moment Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe for more content. For more information, head to hotelmomentpodcast.com. The Hotel Moment Podcast is presented by Revenate and produced by Make More Media.